0: President Trump claims he did not receive a briefing about Russia paying for U.S. soldiers to be hunted down, but the reporting says he absolutely did. Reddit banned its biggest pro-Trump community in a massive crackdown on hate speech. And we're talking with screenwriter Alana Bennett about the recent wave of shows removing episodes that include blackface.
1: The date, June 30th, 2020.
0: The time, News o'clock.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Hayes Brown,
0: and I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'clock,
1: Casey. It is like the gloomiest of days right now in New York City. Please tell me something good that's happening out there in La La Land.
0: Oh, I'll tell you something good. I just got Birkenstocks.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> that that's like the highlight right now. Say I mean, more. it is. Tell me There's... more
0: highlights going on right now. It's like, what package did I receive in the mail? And it's my Birkenstocks because <laughs> after like, after like, you know, what? I'm glad I got Birkenstocks because previously I was just going to try and get Crocs because everyone was getting Crocs and wearing them with tie dye socks. And I was like, you know, I want to be comfy. Maybe I should do that. But I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. So I ordered Birkenstocks. They are white. They are beautiful. I mean, also, just so <laughs> everyone knows, buying white shoes was a sort of, uh, obviously an awful mistake because they're gonna get dirty but I wanted them anyways and I tell you I've only owned them for three days but I'm like my feet feel real great right now and I also love it because as like a femme looking bi woman it's really hard to tell I'm queer so you know what
1: look at my shoes baby Right, white neon (laughs) sign right here take it all in everyone take it in you know what i'm a little envious right now but i i I support you and your new arch support
0: and oh god (laughs) also you guys everyone listening i promise this is not a birkenstock ad but birkenstocks if you're listening (laughs)
1: all right as fascinating as your new birks are time for the headlines i think y'all should know about first up The White House reportedly knew about Russia paying militants to target U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan as early as last year. The White House spent most of yesterday trying to downplay reports that they knew about Russia's deal with Taliban-linked militants, using wiggle words to say that the President had never been directly briefed about it before. Despite Trump's denial, he was not only briefed in a written presidential daily briefing in February, the Associated Press also says he got multiple briefings about it last year, including one from former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Russia has denied the allegations because, of course, they did. Several Republican members of Congress went to the White House yesterday for a briefing about the intelligence underlying the claims. Today, it'll be the Democrats' turn, and I, for one, cannot wait to see how differently the two sides see things. Also. The coronavirus surge continues to leave states scrambling to roll back their reopening efforts, even as the CDC worries that it may be too late. The world hit 500,000 coronavirus deaths yesterday. Nearly a quarter of those have been in the U.S., despite only having about 5% of the world's population. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey issued one of the most sweeping reversals yesterday, reshuttering gyms, water parks, movie theaters, and bars in an attempt to stop the spread. But as a top CDC official said yesterday, unlike in other countries where cases can be traced and isolated because they've tamped down on the virus, the U.S. has, quote, way too much virus across the country for that right now. So it's very discouraging. Now, Republican leaders are outright defying the president and promoting wearing masks. Even Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell implored people to mask up in a speech on the Senate floor yesterday. We must have
2: no stigma. None about wearing masks when we leave our homes and come near other people. Wearing simple face coverings is not about protecting ourselves, it is about protecting everyone we encounter.
0: Can we talk about how ridiculous it is that you just said Republican leaders are outright defying the president and promoting masks as if that's a bad thing to do? You know, like that's, a, that's crazy. I,
1: I think it's a great thing to do, in fact. I'm entirely for it. I think it's a weird thing that they haven't been until now. I think that it's uh, impressive that the president still apparently does not want to be seen wearing a mask because he thinks it'll make him look bad. And that's what people have been going with until this point. I'm. I. It's so weird to say this, but good on Mitch McConnell. Good for him actually saying like, no, no, people, please, it's not about you. Just do the thing. Will people listen to him? No.
0: Also, I haven't checked in with you or anyone else from New York about this, but what is the vibe right now about coronavirus? Because I mean, New York is presumably doing a little bit better than California right now, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, the vibe is cautiously smug at this point. I'd oh, put it. great. Uh, Love
0: I- it. That's just so we all know, that's New Yorkers like level. All the time. So
1: <laughs> I mean, it's true. So things are getting back to normal.
0: <laughs> things are back to normal. I, I do want to say it's it's bad here. I w- I want to say the vi- the vibe is back to early April. People are getting scared. It's it's like a, it's a really big deal. Um, you know, people are saying like we didn't want a second wave. It's like this isn't a second wave. This is the first wave that people that the government did not react to properly. And now we're in this situation where like, I think we got into this place where we were like, okay, now we can meet in groups of four outdoors with our masks on, on and off, and we'll feel safe. And now it's like people are back indoors and don't want to risk it. And it's
1: scary right that's that what you just described is the vibe in New York where people are like okay we've done the thing we have we shut down right we are all wearing our masks you go out and you see people in that but there are like clumps of people who are not doing the thing the difference I think being that uh, our bars are still shut down we were just about to reopen sit down restaurants like next Monday we were like nope we're gonna hit pause on that after Florida
0: and California it's like nope nope
1: (laughs) nope we are we've been we have done this song and dance and Mm -hmm. we hate this tuned so we're sitting this one out just the vibe (laughs) right now so casey what is popping up though on your corner of the internet
0: okay i literally cannot stop thinking about how apparently christopher nolan doesn't allow chairs on his movie sets Because he's an actual monster? (laughs) Anne Hathaway dropped this knowledge when chatting with Hugh Jackman for Variety's Actors on Actors video series, and most of their conversation was about their time working on Les Mis together, but they eventually got to talking about directors they both worked with, and that's when Hathaway reminded Jackman that Nolan does not allow chairs on set. According to Hathaway, Nolan's reasoning for the chair ban is, quote, If you have chairs, people will sit, and if they're sitting, they're not working. The comment, of course, got people online, especially film critics, really concerned about how ableist
1: that rule is. Yeah, it sounded like, I'm sorry, but people need to sit, like, especially like, Christopher Nolan doesn't work with all young actors. Some of them are like, up in years, like, did he not let Michael Caine sit down when filming the Batman trilogy?
0: Okay, well, apparently, it was later pointed out that the rule only applies to principal actors as there are pictures of extras and crew sitting on Nolan's sets, so I mean, yeah, maybe there was not a chair for him. I just think that phrasing of it, you know, if they're if they're sitting, they're not working. That is
1: that's toxic. I agree. Like sometimes you have medical conditions, especially if you're an actor, and your body is like been broken by doing X number of movies and X amount of time. So sometimes you need a break. So I don't know, that just encourages it feels like people pushing themselves far beyond their limits, like the way that method actors do and all that weird shit. It's just like I'm sorry, people take care of yourselves out there, but not in that weird LA green juice kind of way. <laughs> Crystal homeopathic healing. You don't New York, it's my turn, okay? It's my turn.
0: Whispers, I had a green juice this morning.
1: (laughs) In your Birkenstocks, you stereotype.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, so also in the internet, which has been crazy, is that there's a huge shift on Reddit after the site banned hundreds of its online communities yesterday for hate speech, including the biggest pro-Trump subreddit. So earlier this month, Reddit CEO Steve Huffman announced that the company was rethinking its previous say-whatever-you-want-it's-all-free-speech stance to better allow for moderators to deal with hateful comments and racist language. Now the site has officially updated its content policy to ban hate speech yesterday's purge included a subreddit called the donald which has been the home base for trump fans on reddit since he first became a candidate in 2015 it's also where most of the pro-trump memes that have made it to facebook and twitter were first posted and reddit also deleted thousands of other subreddits most of them inactive but they also took down the subreddit devoted to leftist podcast chapo trap house which until yesterday had 160,000 active users
1: I think that it is about time that Reddit did this. Um, they've been making moves towards getting rid of some of the like truly awful like gore and pure racism like subreddits over the years. But this step to ban the Donald is a really good one.
0: Yeah, it is nice to see these like actionable steps like take place because this first started back when um, Serena Williams' husband, um, Alexis Ohanian, who was the co-founder of Reddit, stepped down from the board and said that he wanted to be replaced by a black person. And so it's like Reddit's making steps to not be the racist hub that honestly it
1: has been. Right. I, I feel like... From, I'd say, 2013 up until like maybe starting last year or so, it was just one of the most like mainstream yet toxic places on the internet, just like just slightly above 4chan. And them trying to like really distance themselves from that uh, real hateful subculture, good on them. Glad to see it. Definitely. Definitely. When we come back, we've got screenwriter Alana Bennett with us to talk about the episodes of TV that have been removed due to blackface. Be right back.
0: At Chief It, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 90210MG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 90210 superfan and radio host, Sissony, sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment. From Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates! You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to 90210-OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do, No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Welcome back. It started with 30 Rock, then Community, then the Golden Girls. In the last few weeks, we've seen show after show pulling down old episodes for having jokes that use blackface.
1: Today, we're having a conversation about all this with Alana Bennett. She's a staff writer for the CW show Roswell, New Mexico, a former BuzzFeed staffer and a friend of the show. Thank you for being with us, Alana.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So... I guess the big question we have to get at is, should these shows featuring blackface be taken down from the internet and syndication? And Alana, I know you've tweeted a bunch about this recently. What do you think about the decision to take down, let's start with those episodes of 30 Rock?
2: Yeah, I feel kind of conflicted about it. I see that people are trying to do, everyone's looking at themselves right now. They're trying to see what they've done that has been potentially racist. They're trying to maybe be a little more anti-racist when it comes to 30 Rock specifically, it felt a little strange to me, if only because there's a lot of good that Tina Fey has done in her work. There's also a lot of stuff that people have called her out for racially, (laughs) including uh, entire storylines on Kimmy Schmidt that Mm -hmm. could be construed as brownface, bad uh, indigenous storylines with white people playing indigenous characters. Um, And it feels, the, the, the pulling of the blackface for that one specifically felt like trying to preserve a legacy as opposed to trying to uh, actually address what is at the root of it. And are you, are you actually listening to brown people and black people uh, or are you just trying to
1: cover your ass basically are
2: yeah, you trying to cover your ass
1: right yeah one of the episodes that was pulled especially was uh John Hamm he did a cameo uh for their live show and he did blackface as a parody of an Amos and Andy bit which was like a famous blackface like minstrelly show back in the early days of television and radio but so what do we think they should have done instead if not pull them down
2: right I, I mean I think there's a couple different options for that like when you when you turn on old Looney Tunes cartoons, I think you told me this. say I did actually. <laughs> so I'm, so I am, I'm stealing from you <laughs> on your own podcast, um, <laughs> but they have, they have disclaimers being like, this was made in a different time. This, these have different racial caricatures that, you know, we can't necessarily stand with. I don't know that a show made like within the last decade can necessarily be like, this was made in a different time. You were so innocent, but it can be like the creators or the studio or whoever has makes the decision to put those disclaimers on has since done some reflecting and thinks differently about what is in here or it could be a content warning being like this episode contains blackface do with that what you will
1: right <laughs> like...
0: this, this makes me think of honestly just speaking about disclaimers of this past season of um, Drag Race so there mm, was right. an incident there was an incident of sexual assault with one of the cast members that came to light during the beginning of the season and it, they did remove they did edit out this one drag star from it but they also at the beginning and the end of every episode include a disclaimer about why that happened. And I think that's very important because if you go back and just watch that season, then you're like, oh, you would never know this one drag star existed in it. But instead it's like, this is why they weren't there.
2: Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important as we learn to be more anti-racist to acknowledge where we haven't been or where it gets more murky, where it's like, this is commentary. Is it good commentary? Mm-hmm. How many Black people were in your writer's room? How many Black people were in your writer's room and actually had a say in anything, how things were done? Did you listen to them? Like, I think it's important to make it so that we, uh, yeah, we're including apologies. Right. I, we're including, like, rethinking.
1: Is it becoming a knee-jerk thing, though, is what I'm really con- mm-hmm. concerned about and curious about, because, I mean... Two of the ones after the Thirty Rock episode, there was an episode of The Golden Girls where uh, two of the characters were doing like mud clay treatments, and <laughs> one of the major things like, we're not actually black, and like can't use charcoal on your face, <laughs> right? So the- don't get those pores. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the other, uh, and then there was Community where it was their D- Dungeons and Dragons episode where one of the characters shows up playing a drow, which is a black dark elf, and he's in blackface, and everyone immediately calls him out. In fact, Yvette Nicole Brown's character immediately says, Are we just going to ignore this hate crime happening right here? <laughs> and I don't know. I thought that was a good use of it. So I'm curious what you yeah. guys think. Should we should creators be looking back at all episodes in recent memory where blackface was used and just automatically pull them down? Or should or is it going to be more case by case?
2: Personally, I feel like it might be culturally dangerous to just erase more like modern uses of blackface than to just like be like let's talk about this because it, like it's in the community one for example yeah that they're pointing out this is a hate crime and they're and the way that the character does it isn't a way that college kids do it all the time without thinking like college kids are still having those parties like where where the theme is just cultures or they're or they just choose uh it wasn't that long ago ago that Juliana Huff was uh that character from orange is the new black and was and darkened herself to be that character for halloween like i Uh, think we need to keep those conversations in culture of actually when you do this it's really messed up and you need to be aware of when you are putting certain things on your face and you think it's just a costume that it actually has different connotations but if we erase that from the conversation our culture has a very short memory we have to keep some things relevant because we forget everything
0: <laughs> and i think a lot of people feel that way i mean correct me if i'm wrong but is there anyone who's straight up applauding this decision especially
1: uh, uh, black people not that i can think of i can't i'm really struggling to think of any any reaction i've seen online that was like wow good for them i am so proud of this moment that we finally got those episodes taken out of syndication. Mm
2: -hmm. I saw one person in my mention who, who basically said that, who, who did appear to be a black woman. I say appear because you never know what the Russians are doing. (laughs) She appeared to be a black woman and she, and I trust that she was a black woman and she said that she does just want them gone. So, I mean, there are different perspectives on it, but like, I don't know. Like we all write about, Culture here, like we we witness these things, and we see how easily people forget and just slide into bad habits. And it feels like we're just putting band aids over huge histories that can't be contained that easily.
0: And what do you think about any TV or film regulations going forward? Do you see a world in which that happens? Should it happen?
2: I think I'd be very curious what what they do going forward because, especially, there was like last week it was like is like all the NBC sitcoms specifically yeah, have had yeah. blackface. <laughs> <laughs> so I have questions about that. If even just like, like, sure, all of those people are comedy writers who want to push boundaries and say stuff about things. But also, what does that say about your execs at the time? being like, yeah, let, let's exactly. check uh, on another blackface.
0: Yeah. I wanna when you say like push boundaries, you know, I feel like you have a yeah. lot of you have a lot of white comedians who come back after they've maybe included a joke with blackface or another racist joke and they're like, oh, or I'm just pushing comedy boundaries. And I'm like, are you? I'm of the mindset mm-hmm. that that's the lowest form of comedy. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's interesting you point out that they were all NBC shows because I had not made that connection till now but it makes sense <laughs> just given based on like who what networks produce what kind of shows like CBS mm-hmm. is like the very like wet oatmeal level of comedy oh. everyone enjoys <laughs> yeah. this blandness ABC is owned by Disney and so they have to be mm-hmm. v- relatively family okay. friendly and then there's hey, for
0: CBS I think that's really interesting because that's actually a tweet oh, I saw man. that was like why are we getting rid of all of these like things from these comedy shows and stuff like that it's like sure fine do that but what i want to focus on is cbs and all their cop propaganda
2: mm, you know that's true <laughs> also the cbs thing reminded me that like it's also we're pulling down lots of blackface episodes how about your mother in like the 2010s had a full yellow face episode, mm. just Jason Siegel, just in full horrendous yellow face. And it's like, what do you do with that? Like, I want people to know that those creators thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I want them to have to think about it. I don't necessarily want to rewatch it, <laughs> but I want it there.
0: <laughs> well, Alana, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation.
2: Thank you for having me for my daily rant. It's been great. <laughs>
1: Before we go, it's time for Meanwhile on the Internet, and this is a bit more of a somber one than normal. Last year, police in Aurora, Colorado killed a young black man named Elijah McClain during an arrest. McClain was a violin player and by all accounts a kind and gentle young man. He was going to the store while wearing a mask and dancing to music when he was reported as a suspicious figure to the police. The officer tried to restrain him and injected him with ketamine. McClain stopped breathing and was declared dead soon after.
0: There's a new investigation into his death after his story was resurfaced and went viral earlier this month. Last night, a violin vigil organized by Sean Bennett took place in New York's Washington Square Park. Bennett led other violinists as they played together in McLean's memory.
1: It's really tragic why they were playing, but it that was really lovely.
0: It was. It was nice to see a vigil that was honoring who Elijah
1: was. Right. And I've seen a couple of people make the point online that in like highlighting the fact that he was, you know, a kind and gentle person, that it's almost like saying that, oh, well, if you aren't those things and you are a Black person that's killed, you don't deserve this like outrage and scorn. But I, I think it's okay to say that this is who he was. And to note that I don't think that discounts other people's experiences, you know?
0: Definitely not. I feel like this is honoring his life and introducing him to so many people who didn't know who he was. And, you know, I've seen so many people online saying, I wish that he could play violin for my cats. Just, I mean, it is just very sweet.
1: If you get the chance today, listeners, go check out more videos of The Vigil on Instagram or TikTok. Sean Bennett's Instagram handle is at underscore Yozart underscore. It's worth your time.
0: That's it for today. Join us tomorrow when we talk to infectious disease epidemiologist Julia Marcus about how we can get COVID-19
1: under control, even as some people refuse to wear masks. And remember, the show is not sponsored by the fine people at Birkenstocks, but it could be. Give us a call. Be
0: sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories.
1: And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social
1: justice. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays.
0: What a throw, what a catch.
1: Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G? Leaping of Arte Adams. Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today.